RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Vicky Wong. The headlines. The District Court adjourns a national security trial for student activist Tony Chung after learning he may change his plea. A lawmaker says the government plans to require everyone visiting type A and B restaurants to use the Leave Home Safe app. And President Xi Jinping tells the UN Climate Summit that world leaders need to work together to achieve success in the battle over climate change. The district court has adjourned a national security trial for student activist Tony Chung after learning that he may plead guilty to secession and one count of money laundering. Jimmy Choi has more. The former convener of the now disbanded pro-independence group Student Localism faces four charges, including secession, conspiracy to publish seditious materials and two counts of money laundering. Just before the trial was set to begin, the prosecution told the court that it had reached a plea bargain with the defence. But Mr Chung's lawyer Edwin Chow said he needed more time to advise and take instructions from his client because he had only received the prosecution's amended documents over the case this morning. Judge Stanny Chan then decided to adjourn the hearing until tomorrow morning and ordered Mr Chong to be remanded in custody. The police have held a funeral with full honours for the late Chief Inspector Lam Yun-Yi in Hong Hom this morning. She drowned in September during an anti-smuggling operation. Chief Executive Carrie Lam led a number of officials in attending the ceremony as the regular Exco meeting was cancelled. The cortege then proceeded to the government dockyard at Stonecutters before the burial service at the Gallant Garden in Wohopshek. Roundtable legislator Michael Teen says he's learnt that the authorities plan to require everyone visiting type A and B restaurants to use the Leave Home Safe app as part of its strategy to resume quarantine-free travel with the mainland. Type A restaurants can only operate between 5am and 6pm with no more than two persons to one table. Type B restaurants can operate between 5am and 10pm with a maximum of four persons per table. Currently, people can choose to fill out a form when they visit Type B restaurants. Mr Teen, a local deputy to the National People's Congress, told RTHK that the new arrangements could kick in as early as mid-November. The mainland side wants to see the Leave Home Save as a key apparatus to trace people from Hong Kong who eventually tested positive to trace back where they've been the last 14 days so that in case there are other Hong Kongers who are already on the mainland <clears throat> or is applying to travel to the mainland, if they happen to be at the same time in the same place, that then they would refuse their request for quarantine exemption. In response, the Food and Health Bureau says the government regularly reviews anti-COVID measures and will announce any new arrangements in due course. Legislator Frankie Yick has urged the government to regulate fuel prices or subsidise the transport sector to help it deal with the rise in costs. Data from the Consumer Council showed diesel prices rose from around $11 per litre last year to $14, an increase of around 30%. Mr Yick said some self-employed drivers had quit, while others such as school bus firms who are locked into contracts or minibus and taxi drivers have to bear the extra burden themselves. He said the public would end up suffering unless the government stepped in. Uh, I'm sure some of the public transport operators, they will just quit from the, the, the services that they are providing. So the uh, general public will be affected in terms of the service or, uh, or, or else they will, they will ask the government to adjust the, uh, the fair level so that they can take the money back. So then at the end of the day, it's the citizen who, are, who, are, who is going to pay more. 
The Department of Health is warning the public not to take an oral product called Hemahim, saying it can cause liver damage. The product can be used to treat skin conditions, but it contains methoxylin, a substance listed under the pharmacy and poison regulations. Robert Kemp reports. The department said the hospital authority had notified it on Friday of suspected poisoning cases involving acute liver injury in four women aged between 42 and 72. All had reported tea-coloured urine, jaundice and vomiting between April and September. They were admitted to hospital and have since been discharged. The women said they had taken Hemohim, thinking it would improve their health, with consumption ranging between about two weeks and six months. The department collected two samples from the patients and the government laboratory yesterday confirmed the presence of methoxylin. President Xi Jinping has told the UN Climate Summit in Glasgow that world leaders need to build on the existing consensus, increase mutual trust and step up, step up cooperation and work together to deliver a successful outcome. He also called for concrete action, saying visions only come true when we act on them. Mike Weeks reports. In a statement to the COP26 conference, President Xi said when it comes to challenges such as climate change, multilateralism is the right prescription. He talked of a growing urgency for global action, saying how to respond to climate change and revive the world economy are challenges that must be met. But Mr C also warned the leaders gathered in Scotland that they need to honour their commitments, set realistic targets and visions and do their best to deliver their climate action measures according to their own conditions. He said developed countries should not only do more themselves but should also provide support to help developing nations do better. Mr C offered no new pledges on tackling global warming, pointing instead to the two recent directives China had released, which would see its carbon emissions peak in 2030 and reach carbon neutrality before 2060. The US and other nations had urged China to step up to greater ambition in the fight to contain global warming. President Xi sent a written statement to the conference after deciding not to attend in person. More than 100 world leaders have agreed on a plan to end and reverse deforestation by 2030. It's worth about 19 billion US dollars in public and private funding. Countries home to 85% of the planet's forests, including Brazil and Papua New Guinea, will sign up to the proposals at the COP summit in Glasgow. Papua New Guinea's climate envoy, Kevin Conrad, gave his reaction to what had been agreed. A little too late and not enough. But having said that, anytime you get the governments around the world committing to something that's so critical to keeping 1.5 degrees alive, you have to applaud, but you also have to look at it with a sense of reality that while $19 billion sounds like a lot of money, probably to reverse global deforestation by 2030, we need five times that year after year after year. It's probably $100 billion a year just for forests. One of the world's biggest emitters of greenhouse gases, India, has for the first time committed itself to a target for reaching carbon neutrality. But the date of 2070 announced by the Prime Minister Narendra Modi is two decades later than a UN recommendation. Here's the BBC's David Shukman. A big surprise that's widely welcomed is an announcement by India's Prime Minister Narendra Modi for half the country's energy to come from renewable sources by 2030 and to go net zero by 2070. For years, India, one of the world's biggest polluters, has avoided commitments like this on the grounds that it's still developing. So although the timetable is slower than many would like, this does mark a new level of engagement. 
France is postponing its deadline to reach an agreement with the UK on post-Brexit fishing licences. The government in Paris had threatened to block British boats from some of its ports later today unless more permits were granted to French vessels. From Paris, the BBC's Lucy Williamson reports. Hours before the deadline set by France, President Macron has pressed pause. We don't apply sanctions during negotiations, Mr Macron told journalists, adding that he wanted to find a good outcome and that the coming hours would be important. His meeting with the Prime Minister, Boris Johnson, at the G20 summit in Rome only seemed to widen the diplomatic rift. But since then, talks between the two sides have restarted and are set to continue this week. Lawyers seeking to scrap a controversial abortion ban in the U.S. state of Texas say they're encouraged by the Supreme Court's approach to their case. Judges appear to indicate that they'd allow a challenge by abortion providers to move forward. The law has all but stopped terminations in Texas after six weeks of pregnancy. It's proved impossible to challenge in federal courts because it isn't enforced by the state. Instead, it gives private citizens the right to sue those who conduct or assist abortions. Amy Arambadi is from Avow, a non-profit organization campaigning for access to abortions. She explained why she hoped the Supreme Court would overturn the law. It completely flies in the face of Roe v. Wade. And not only that, the way that they've construed the law in making any private citizen a bounty hunter, essentially, for people seeking abortion care, it's not in line with the federal constitution or the Texas constitution. We do have an anti-abortion majority in the Supreme Court right now, but I'm hopeful. The authorities in Costa Rica say they've seized a shipment of more than two and a half tons of cocaine. Nearly 2,600 packages of the drug were found in a container in the coastal city of Limon. They were all hidden inside backpacks. Local officials believe the consignment was going to be sent to Europe. It's thought to have travelled through Colombia before reaching Costa Rica. Brazil's President Jair Bolsonaro has been met by protesters in a northern Italian town where he was granted honorary citizenship by its right-wing mayor. Some in Anguilara Veneta cheered the Brazilian leader, but around 200 people heckled him, holding banners reading Justice for the Amazon. His great-grandfather was born in the town. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 25,336. That's 182 points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at $79 billion. In currencies, the US dollar is trading at 113.91 yen. The euro is standing at 1 US dollar and 15 cents. And the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 61 cents. To sports and we start with racing and the race that stops a nation. Very elegant, stunned, red-hot favourite incentivised to win the coveted 8 million Australian dollar Melbourne Cup. With James McDonald in the saddle, the six-year-old mare came from behind in a thrilling finish to the gruelling 3,200 metre handicap at Flemington. The race is considered the ultimate test of stamina and staying power. Incentivized, the shortest prized favourite since the legendary Thayer Lap more than 90 years ago, was second ahead of Spanish Mission. England's cricketers have all but secured a place in the semi-finals of the T20 World Cup. Joss Butler hit a century to help England beat Sri Lanka by 26 runs in Sharjah. Chasing 164 after Butler's 101 not out, Sri Lanka needed just 34 from 20 balls, but their last five wickets fell for just eight runs. England captain Owen Morgan says his team had to work hard for the win. 
Yeah, here I'm, I'm incredibly proud of everything that we've done tonight. I thought the guys had to fight unbelievably hard, um, particularly with the ball and probably in the first 10 overs with the bat. We thought it was challenging for you know, the top of the order. I thought Joss Butler played one of his best ever innings in an England shirt. It was incredible to be at the other end and watch just the, the ebb and flow and then just sheer domination towards the end. Um, he really is you know, one of the best in the game and a privilege to play with and great to have on our team. But I thought all-round fielding performance was pretty good given conditions and, and how wet things got. Um, but we're just delighted with the win. You know, Sri Lanka have pushed us further than, than we've been pushed so far in the tournament. I think they've boxed above their weight so far in, in, in the World Cup. So they should be incredibly proud as well of what, what they've achieved. But we're delighted with four wins. England's fourth win in four games makes them firm favourites to top the group. They meet South Africa in their final group game on Saturday, while Sri Lanka will need other results to go their way if they're there to remain in the competition. Moving on to football, Wolves have handed Everton a third straight loss in the English Premier League. First half goals from Max Kilman and Raul Jimenez gave Wolves a 2-1 in at Molyneux. Kilman's goal was his first for Wolves. They're up to seventh in the table, having picked up 13 points from their past five games. Tottenham are in advanced talks with former Chelsea boss Antonio Conte about becoming their new manager. Spurs are moving quickly to secure a replacement for Nuno Espirito Santo, who was sacked on Monday after four months in charge. Conte left Inter Milan in May, just weeks after winning the Serie A. He won the Premier League and the FA Cup with Chelsea, but was sacked in July 2018 after a disappointing second year in charge. The Italian had spoken to Spurs in the summer when they were looking to for a replacement for Jose Mourinho. And finally to the NFL where Patrick Mahomes led the Kansas City Chiefs to a two to a two fourth quarter field goals to help deliver a 2017 home victory over the New York Giants. The hard fought win enabled Kansas City to balance its record at four all after coming into the season as the favorite to recapture a third consecutive AFC title. The Chiefs committed two turnovers to raise their league leading total to 19 and they also committed 12 penalties. And now to the weather report. Uh, sunny periods this afternoon, but mainly cloudy, moderate to fresh easterly winds, occasionally strong offshore at first. The outlook, sunny periods in the next few days, rather warm with one or two rain patches later this week. But temperatures will fall appreciably later on Sunday, becoming cool early next week. Currently, it's 27 degrees and the relative humidity is at 66%. To end the news, the top stories once again. The district court adjourns a national security trial for student activist Tony Chung after learning that he may change his plea. A lawmaker says the government plans to require everyone visiting type A and B restaurants to use the Leave Home Safe app. And President Xi Jinping tells the UN Climate Summit that world leaders need to work together to achieve success in the battle over climate change. The news from RTHK.
And welcome to the One Two Three Show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Tuesday afternoon. How are you all doing? Thank you very much for tuning in this afternoon with us. Tuesday, the twenty. <laughs> Tuesday, the second of November is today's date. Look at me jumping ahead already in the month. Upstairs in the Radio Three office, we were just saying we can't believe. It's almost December. I, I know, I, I know, I know. November has only just started, but some of us are still getting over the year 2020, and we can't believe we're almost, almost at the end of 2021. Anyway, the, 